Welcome to Last One to the Party, the podcast where we take a look at classic films, TV shows, songs, albums, and even performers as seen through the eyes of someone who's completely missed that until just now. This week, we're going to be talking about Peter Bogdanovich's What's Up, Doc, starring Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neill. It's a madcap comedy farce kind of a thing that harkens back to older movies from the 30s and maybe 40s. And uh, my wife is our guest this week, Jessica Elena Eason. She's a writer on The Big Show Show. She's also an uh, actor on The Babysitter's Club, both on Netflix. So please take a look at those and check those out. I think you'll enjoy them. She's never seen this movie before. She's seen other Bogdanovich movies and is a big fan of Barbara Streisand, as we'll learn. We have a long digression into Caddyshack, which is fun. And uh, we talk about uh, the the potential creepiness of uh, stalking, no matter how hilarious. And so we hope you enjoy this episode where we take a look at What's Up, Doc, with Jessica Elena Eason. How much did you know about this movie before we watched it? Uh, I've seen pictures of her in that hat, and I own a lot of Barbra Streisand. One of her greatest hits, like her collection, she has the where she sings You're the Top with Ryan O'Neill. In it and he sings back to her. You're the nimble tread of the feet of Fred Astaire. Actually, I don't dance very well. You are an O'Neill drama. You're Whistler's mother. Mama, Sorry. you're coming back. I knew their version, but I didn't know anything about the movie. I knew it was Peter Bogdanovich, too. And what other Bogdanovich have you seen? My favorite one I've seen a bunch of times. Last Picture Show? I love The Last Picture yeah. Show. I love that movie through and through and through. I love it. seen it multiple times and we'll watch it multiple times again. So now having seen this movie, you've yeah. certainly seen other Barbra Streisand movies oh, yes. where they're more musical oriented. Hello yes, Dolly, of Hello course. Hello Dolly, I love. Uh, what, what other Streisand movies come to mind immediately? I've never seen Yentl, which is a scandal. I know all the mu- music from Yentl because I grew up in her singing it, but I just never watched the movie. There's some gaps in the in the Barbra yeah. Streisand. Yeah, watching her, there are. There's no gaps musically. musically like I had right. all the albums. I know all the albums. I know like, yeah, the music is fully there. The movies are more gaps. And given that you've seen her in things like Hello Dolly and yes. Funny Girl, yes, I gotta presume it comes as no surprise that she can be and is very funny. Yo, yeah, she's hilarious. What was your sense of this movie as you're watching it what things you know I feel a little dumb because at the end when I said this feels like a send up to like 1930s movies to me like Marx Brothers or bringing a baby bringing a baby like all that stuff you're like yes and also Bugs Bunny <laughs> at the very end spoiler alert they do the Looney Tunes thing yeah. what's up doc but much like me living in New York for billions of years and took me I think 10 years living there to realize that the NY on the Yankees cap symbol was an NY because to you, it just looked like I just spaghetti. Symbol. Yeah. I just thought it was spaghetti. Yeah, I felt embarrassed about that. Yeah. But I liked all the hijinks in it. She's, you know, really funny in it, and she's very beautiful, and she carries the movie great. Yeah, it was really fun. What about the chemistry with Ryan O'Neill and Barbara Streisand? They tried to recapture it with Main Event in oh, like yeah. 1980 Which something. I love that music, too. <laughs> That's on her other albums. So I know all the music from the movies. I just don't know the movies. Um, I think they have a lot of chemistry. Ryan O'Neill's really funny, and he plays a really, he's really good at all the takes, and talking direct to the cameras are really funny, and him playing this, like, beautiful nerd is really funny. And, I, again, I thought they had a lot of chemistry. They're both very tan in this movie. 
There's very, that scene very tan. Towards the end, where they're both getting undressed, or yes. she's in a towel and he's got his shirt off. That, yes. And you said, God, they're both so tan. They're so tan. And one of my favorite things in the, in the opening credits, I didn't realize, I'd never remembered this. Yeah. Introducing. Yes. Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. Can you imagine having that be your first no. film role and having it be not only that big a role, but yeah. also just killing it as hard as she did? Yeah. She's so funny. And she makes that role, which could be kind of shrewy, which it is true, but she makes her bubbly enough and like ditzy enough and insecure enough ditzy is the wrong word she's not ditzy insecure enough that you kind of like her even though she's very annoying she shows her hurt yes she shows her vulnerability when he when there's the they're all under the table and she comes (gasps) yes I never saw her before in my life. And when they talk after, you can see that she is hurt by this. Yeah. I do not want your apologies, Howard. I think it is too late for that. All right, Eunice, no apologies. Have you no heart? As dominant a personality she is, she's powering through that. Yes. And also the fear when she goes to the misdirected meetup. Uh, with, yeah. Turns out to be the criminal. Oh, yeah, the criminal. Oh. Has uh, any hello, hello? Um, why those are Howard's? What on earth are you doing with Howard Bannister's rocks? It's so funny because I thought her first movie, the other Bogdanovich, obviously is uh, Paper Moon. And she's in that, too, with him again. Right. And I, I was at that was, like, one of her earlier, but I guess this was before Paper Moon. But she's phenomenal. All the character actors in it are fantastic. Right? It's, it's almost a who's who of, like, character actors that you see in so many yes. movies from, again, like, 1974 to, like, 1980, 81. Like, Michael Murphy's in everything. Yes. The guy who plays the judge is in a ton a of ton things. A ton of stuff. I think he's in Blazing Saddles. Even. Yes, he is. The guy who plays the, um, is it the hotel security guard? Yes, that I kicks think. the woman. Yeah, a tri- <laughs> tri- tripping. Yeah, yeah Sorel something. His yeah, name is. he's in a ton of things. Yeah, that guy. What's his name? Emmett. M. Emmett Walsh is yep. in it. That's got to be in one of his first, first ones. He's was, playing yeah. the bailiff, and he's in everything. No, he's the cop. He's not the bailiff. Oh, he's, the cop. he's the cop. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. The bailiff is also in a bunch of movies from mm-hmm. the '70s as well. Mm-hmm. And I love the guy that played the. Um, FBI guy following Michael Murphy. Which is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know what the response to the to the movie was at the time. I think it was positive. But there's so many great tips of the cap to those wacky movies. Yeah. You know, those those almost farce. Yes. Whatever it is, March Brothers bringing up baby, those kinds of yes. things. Yes. That in lesser hands, it could seem as just pale imitation. Yeah. But just little things like him trailing him while carrying those golf oh, clubs. And so just funny. pulling yeah. out some as they keep going up these hills in San Francisco and him getting more and more tired. Yeah. It's just a terrifically funny bit. It is. And of course, Kenneth Mars is in it. And Austin Pendleton. Absolutely incredible. I find that story intensely moving. Mm-hmm. I find that story as difficult to swallow as I do this potage en jolie. How would you like to swallow one sandwich to knuckles? Do you feel like it holds up? Do you feel like if you showed it to somebody, probably somebody in their 20s wouldn't sit through it if they <laughs> saw this? Some of their 20s might sit through it. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I think people would like it. I do think it's sometimes, it, it has a speed problems to me. Like parts of it move really quickly and wonderfully and then sometimes it gets like weirdly slow. Like it's almost too long. It's like we get it. 
It needs a little, couple more jokes for me. I was like, I need another joke. Give right. me another joke. I mean, says the woman, <laughs> why am I telling Peter Bogdanovich and Buck Henry what to do? <laughs> but that's what it felt. The pacing felt uneven. So that's probably the only thing I'd be like, uh. 20 seconds here and there, here and there would all be trimmed out. And it would be tighter just by that. Yeah, I think even 8%. the Madeline Kahn thing, I think they would have dropped her off at the wrong, with the mobster's place, right? They would have had that pullback where the taxi leaves, and you see her outside of it, and you would have cut to her walking in. You don't need her going up the stairs, walking the stairs slowly rickety, in. Falling. You don't, that You didn't need any of that. You yeah. needed just to see that nice shot of the pullout, right? Yeah. That was funny. And then just her opening the door. What other gags landed for you, stood out? Yeah, like- I liked all the, I think the one you enjoy when she... Rips his jacket and then she rips his underwear. I mean, his like his pants. His, how he his, ends up looking like a play, uh, like a, a Chippendales. Chippendales dancer is really funny. I mean, I love the part where the he's like, make sure she, the woman that has all the jewels doesn't make it back to her room. Enter Mrs. Van Huskin's room through the adjoining room. You will take the jewel case and go straight to the basement. What if she wakes up and sees me? You will tell her you are smitten with her. It will follow her all night, and you will make passionate love to her. Couldn't I just kill her? Just the fact that he just trips her. And you knew it was coming, but it was still so physically funny that yes. it was hilarious. And then he just keeps grabbing her in the hallway. It's so heightened that it's just yes. silly. And that was just really funny. And, and it's handled perfectly because he's not tripping her in a way that's, that looks as though he's hurting her. Yes. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's heightened most, so that you can yes. let go. You don't feel like, this man's hurting this woman. It's so heightened that it becomes cartoonish. Yeah, and when he's yeah. wrestling with her on the yes. floor in the hotel yes. hallway... He's not trying no. to, to hurt her in any way. He's yeah. just trying to detain her, and she ends up biting his leg. Yeah. On and on and on. <laughs> it's a cartoon. I remember when I when I first saw it, the delight that I had in the car chase. Mm. And, I, and I think I saw this somewhere shortly after my dad had me watch Bullet, which has another famous mm. car chase I've never seen it. Bullet either. It's on the list. <laughs> I uh, love Steve McQueen, so I'll watch and that. And so this has, you know, this car chase through the hills mm-hmm. of San Francisco, and there's the guys with the giant... Yes. Plate glass and the guy up on the ladder yeah. with the banner. Yeah, it's great. And they keep just missing. Yeah. They keep just missing mm-hmm. and just missing and just missing until finally at the very end. Yeah, spoiler alert. He, yeah. <laughs> but he you would know it anyway. Yeah, he clips the ladder and you yeah. think, oh, okay, that's, they finally hit the ladder. Yeah. But then it's that Swing Rube off. Goldberg thing. Yeah. That's how the glass gets broken. Yeah. It shows that he has a real understanding of how to execute that style of humor which yeah. is not easy I feel no like, it's not I feel like because just the mapping yeah. of the whole plot alone of all the different bags yeah and making sure that each person gets the wrong bag when they're trying yeah. to steal from the room and making sure that they're yeah each person is doing their best to hide it and then that messes up the other guy and well, like, that's funny too how every time they check out the door a door closes and they have to go back and they're like oh rolling their eyes yeah. the elevator you know dings all that was very very funny it's funny because I liked all of it I think the only part that <laughs> doesn't play as well now, is the one where she follows him into the um, pharmacy. You've got to stop meeting like this. I think you're making a mistake. You see, I just came in here for something for a headache. Oh, right out of the gate. Yeah. You know, she's smart. This is how smart she is right away. I can take your igneous rocks or leave them. I relate primarily to micas, quartz, feldspar. You can keep your pyroxenes, magnetized, and coarse grain platonic as far as I'm concerned. I don't know how charming you are. Listen, what do you think I am? A piece of ripe fruit you can squeeze the juice out of and cast aside? Miss, I think you're making a mistake. Sure, that's all I am to you, a mistake. Clerical Lara, erase me. Forget you even know my name. I don't know your name. Judy Maxwell. How do you do? How do you do? Uh, could you let go of my hand? I don't think so. Oh, you're crazy. Oh, don't be angry. Oh, listen, Steve. Why is she calling him Steve? Your name? 
is not Steve. It is Howard Bannister. And now that I've told you that, I just wish you'd forget you'd okay. ever heard it. I like Steve better anyway. I know that's like probably like a trope or something. I just was like, oh. You don't believe she would have followed him in or everything that she does and says after that is what makes her crazy. You can't imagine a woman following no, a I handsome imagine. nerd into a No, I, okay. all of that true. I think then once when he's like, no, that she keeps going. Please don't help me. I am perfectly able to do this myself. You've got to be more careful that you know that 3% of all fatal accidents in the United States happen in corner drugstores. Let me help you. Don't help me. Just go away. Okay. If that was a man and a woman reversed, you'd be like, that's stalking? Well, if that was a man and a woman reversed, it would be Groucho Marx. It still would be. I, I think I don't watch Groucho Marx. I don't know these. I think if I watch that now, I'd be like, that's stalking. If you try to do, execute that now, yes, it would not play. But I'm saying what I think what they're what he's evoking in that moment yes, is I think the he way is that too. Groucho comes on to people with the quips and the yeah. one-liners and all of that. But he's putting it in, in her mouth, those words in her mouth. Yes. Which, given that, it's it's kind of funny and, and still fresh to me that she's the one who's like, well, you're going to need a big glass of water to take that. What, this? No, not the rock. Da, da, da. Like, yeah. All of that stuff to have it being said by her instead of Groucho Marx, I find I don't know. It didn't work I find for me. Funny. In the sort of that lineage of comedy movies that you've seen, is this one that you would then... Watch again? Watch again? Would you recommend it to people? If it came on, if you were just yeah. sitting around and it came on TV... Yeah, I watch it. If it came on the, TV, I watch it. There was it. no SVU to complete, compete <laughs> with it. Yes, I watch it if yeah. it came on TV. I don't know if I'd seek it back out, but I watch. I mean, I would definitely seek out her singing "You're the Top" because I love her and I love Cole Porter. But I would definitely watch it again. It just makes me think of like, do I even like comedies? <laughs> because when I when I think about what I'm going to watch again and again and again, it's always dramas. Like I've seen Taxi Driver countless times. I've seen whatever I can't think of the word. like Rosemary's Baby. I've seen. I can't even count how many times I've seen Rosemary's Baby. I could watch it on a loop. I was obsessed with well, it. It's, I'm not the first to have this thought, but I think with comedies, a big part of the, the laugh is the surprise of it. Mm, and yeah. so once you've seen it a couple of times, you're not really getting the same laugh yeah. or discovery that you normally get. I think the one comedy that you could watch over and over and have seen more than once mm-hmm. is Caddyshack. I love Caddyshack. And for whatever reason... That says the woman that's... Fuck the patriarchy. I love Caddy. I don't like... No, I don't like... I mean, but they could just really cut out... If I could re-edit Caddyshack just for my own purposes, I would just cut out everything that was, like, all the women. Because they don't write great women. They don't know how to write Are women. there women in that movie? There's the one woman the that one Chevy woman, Chase is massaging. Oh, the judge's niece. The judge's who's, niece. Yes, yes, who's yes, the, yeah, yeah. the false... Isn't she pregnant? Isn't that the whole scary thing? No, that's the groundkeeper's niece. That's why she has a Scottish accent. Yeah. Nobody knows why. Well, that's nobody's why. Scottish. But I'm saying, like, that whole storyline. No one cares. Yeah. And the Chevy Chase hottie that he's banging, she has some funny lines. She's not bad. I wish she had more to do, but she's... Not, I don't mind her, but I don't need as many love scenes with her and Chevy Chase. He's very funny, like, obviously, and he's great in this. Um, I don't watch it for that. I mean, you're, for me, I'm watching it just Ted Knight... And more Ted Knight. And more Ted Knight. Yeah, not to go down a (laughs) Caddyshack digression, but I feel like Caddyshack is one of those movies where you watch it the first time and you love either Bill Murray or Chevy Chase. And then you watch it some more and then you sort of flip and you like the other one. And then you watch it some more. Or Rodney. Like Rodney, maybe that comes in that second wave of like, I love all the Rodney scenes. And then after you've seen it a half dozen times, then you start to really appreciate the genius of Ted Knight in that movie. I don't think it strikes you on first viewing. No, no. For me, first viewing. Ted Knight to me is the whole movie. 
maybe because I'm younger. I'm so young. But I mean, I, I just because I mean, I'm like, Bill Murray, I'm like, he's very funny. But at that point, I'd already been exposed to Bill Murray for so long that he's not doing anything new like he's doing Bill Murray, which I love, but it's not new Bill Murray. Right. So I think if I, if it was, if I'd seen that when it first came out when I didn't know, I guess Bill Murray. That was like, like his third movie Yeah, right. Something. And he'd been on SNL for been a few years. been on SNL, yeah. but all that stuff. But like... I think I'd be more enamored of it. Same with Chevy Chase. I've seen Chevy Chase. I know that Chevy Chase. He does it in 20 billion movies. So, again, he does it awesome. He's hilarious. But I'm not like, oh, take him with him? Whereas Ted Knight, I only really knew from whatever his sitcom was. Not even Mary Tyler Moore? I didn't watch Mary Tyler Moore. Interesting. When was I going to watch that? That didn't come on when I was a kid, ever. I feel like it was on Nick at Night, but maybe I'm wrong. We didn't have cable. I didn't have cable growing up. Because when I used to come home from school, they didn't show that. Like on local network... The reruns, they came on my channel were Falcon Crest yeah. reruns at 3 p.m. And, and I one, watched those. And the sitcom where sex he's the, I liked. the sitcom where he's the cartoonist with the cow puppet. Yeah, with what's his Jim name? Jim J. Bullock. Jim J. Bullock. Yeah, but he's so, to me, he's the funniest thing in the whole movie. So I loved it. Anyways, I know we're digressing from yes, What's Up Doc. But I would watch Caddyshack. But I did, I really did enjoy What's Up Doc. And I thought they had great chemistry. And I was, I mean, I knew Barbara. I knew Barbara was fantastic. Barbara's a genius, so it was fantastic. Now, here's yeah. a question that comes to my mind. This may be a very male question I'm about to ask as well. <laughs> There's a sort of carefree comedic aspect to mm-hmm. her performance that yeah. I feel like went away fairly quickly as she became much more revered she mm-hmm. did the star is born and be, her, her yep. sort of status elevated even more mm-hmm. and she you know directed i think produced yentl she did and she became more and more serious and more mm-hmm. important and sort mm-hmm. of was oprah before there was oprah and in terms of cultural impact no, okay okay and cultural like being a cultural touchstone right, right and it seems like maybe she neglected that side of her personality of the comedies yeah i think well because i think once you i would assume what do i know but i would assume like the comedies are really fun and great, but then when you start being like the serious actress, like that's where all the accolades are. Yeah, you don't win a lot of awards for being funny. Yeah, it's. I think it's. it's don't you find it's harder to be funny than to be? I mean, I, I maybe. I mean, I feel like you know what I could watch over against a comedy and who's a genius. <laughs> I'm gonna digress again. Is Raising Arizona and oh. Holly Hunter is a genius. There's a comedic actress that does everything right, and she's also a dramatic actress. And she should win everything for all her comedy roles. She is phenomenal. Broadcast news, news, the best. And she's a genius in it. Like, she is one of those actresses that can go in either pile, right? If you watch Succession, she's on Succession. She's a genius. Raising Arizona, I mean, she's killer. She's so (laughs) funny. But it's that Madeline Kahn thing, right? They play it real. They play it so real and so specific that it becomes funny out of the... Like, they don't push it all. They just let it happen. They, they, They commit to what they're... This is what the character would do, and then... I agree, except that I find that Madeline Kahn is bigger with her portrayals in a great no, way yes. that is utterly convincing and yes. does not take me out at all. No, you're but right. She is, she's bigger. She's just like a slight exaggeration yes. of a real person, just yes. enough. Like in some of the Mel Brooks movies, yes. in Young, Young Frankenstein, Frankenstein, and in High Anxiety, yes. she's High got anxiety. This, this thing yeah. that is just a bit... Yeah, she's stronger, a little stronger. I but agree. It's not, but it is committed. She's definitely committed no, to she's the amazing. character. And she's consistent with yeah, the character, certainly. I love her. But yeah, so I, maybe Holly Hunter's the wrong one. I think maybe uh, Catherine O'Hara is more in line with Madeline Kahn. Because she's always a little lifted, too. You believe her completely. She's also another, like, you're like, more, more, yeah. more of that woman. But she's it's a little up. Just a little. Tuned up. She's turned up a just bit. Just a tiny bit, yeah. 
Don't Maybe we could just talk about com- female comedians from that time period. That would just be great. Yeah. Well, I, you should see from our other podcast, After Hours. Because <laughs> I'm like, Cherry Gar is not turned up and no. equally as funny. Yes. So you have that Catherine O'Hara and like, the two different kind of approaches to it. I don't know. Maybe that's why Barbara didn't do it. Who knows why Barbara doesn't do what she doesn't do. You know, she stopped touring because she didn't like singing the same songs over and over again. I mean, she did. I know this from the many times listening to her. She did, what's that Neil Diamond song? You Don't Bring Me Flowers yeah. Anymore. And she sang it a couple times. And then she's like, I never want her to sing that song again. And she goes, I respect that Neil sings it. You know, when Neil Diamond used to go on tour, he would sing it how many times a year? Yeah. Like over nights after night after night. And she's like, I just wasn't interested in that. But I really enjoyed it. I think she's fantastic. She's super sexy in it. I love they have a woman that's not, you know, your usual. I hate saying that because she is just beautiful, period. But I know, like, in, like, the Hollywood ideal of a woman. She's not Cheryl Teagues. Cheryl Teagues. I love you. Oh, because of that time period? I'm thinking, like, Margot Robbie, (laughs) Cheryl Teagues. In that time period. Like, you know, it would be a few years before the Pharaoh... Fawcett poster became right. huge, but like, but like Farrah Fawcett wouldn't have played that part. Like, who's like an actress that Lauren Hutton, like Lauren was, Hutton, someone like that? You know, maybe. She's not gonna play that part. She's not funny enough. No, I don't think. but whatever. I don't know who that person would yeah. be. But like Margot Robbie, I think actually is really, probably could be really funny. And maybe they would cast. Say they remade it. They may make it with someone like her, and she might be fantastic. But she's so obviously by the letter, right? Gorgeous. It's nice to have. What I love about those movies in general in the 70s is that you have people like Streisand starring. Right. You have Karen Black starring in movies. You have, who's another one like that? Like, even um, Ellen Burstyn. Like, yeah. these are all women that are beautiful. They're just not in this Hollywood ideal. Or just Nashville in general. Like, who's the woman I love in Nashville who's in Freaky Friday and... Oh, I love her. I'm not thinking Lily Tomlin. I'm not thinking... Shelley Duvall is in all those movies in that time period. Oh, I think also... she was a second city person. She is. If someone were to ask you, give me a paragraph description of What's Up, Doc, and whether or not I should see it, what would your answer be? I think it's very funny, and it's kind of slapsticky, and it's it's an homage to, in my head, like Marx Brothers films, and, and obviously she's the embodiment also of like the the carefree charisma that is Bugs Bunny, right? And I would say watch it. I think it's funny. They give her a great time. And there's so many physical gags that you don't see a lot anymore in movies that are funny and done beautifully. And I don't know. I saw Love Story once. I thought it was so boring. I, could, I would never watch it again. Barry Lyndon is one of my favorite movies of all times. That's obviously Ryan O'Neill. And this is, I mean, I love him in this. They're both, they're both great. And everybody, all the supporting character actors are fantastic. And obviously introducing one of the Greatest of all time, Malin Khan. So I would say it's definitely worth it. And Bogdanovich is a fantastic director. Thanks again for joining us on Last One to the Party. You can follow Jessica Elena Eason at jessica.eason.agency on Instagram for a delightfully fun casting agency trip in the world of Instagram. And again, look out for The Big Show Show on Netflix and also The Babysitter's Club on Netflix. This show was edited and produced by me, James Eason. And the theme song was composed by me, James Eason. You can follow us on Instagram at Last One to the Party Podcast with a dot in between each one of those words. You can find us on Twitter at Last One to the Party. And you can send us an email to Last One to the Party Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you join us again next time. Mm-hmm.